Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Now, I've always heard and I've always preached that you get out of a church service what you put into a church service. And so if we leave here tonight without a move of God, it's nobody's fault but ours. And so Bishop said, let's lift our hands and let's worship the Lord. And that didn't last very long. And so we are apostolic. We are Pentecostal. And you know, praise is not something that we do. And I, I may preach about praise tonight. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but praise is not something that we do just because it's the stigma we've gained through the years. Praise is as much a part of our doctrine as Acts 2.38. Praise is as much a part of our doctrine as Deuteronomy 6 and 4. It's woven, it's stitched into the very fabric of who we are. And if we lose praise, radical apostolic praise, we lose a portion of our identity. So I wonder if for just a moment, we can take a time out and give Jesus the praise that he created us to give. Can we do that? Let's worship the Lord in this house. Let's magnify him. He's worthy of every praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel a feel a challenging spirit here tonight. I believe the Holy Ghost wants to stretch us and challenge us. I'm so thankful for the culture that has been developed here, the Life Church, and God has called you to do exactly that, and that is give life. <laughs> but you can you can be in the hospital room on ICU and have life. But that's not abundant life. God wants us to have life and life more abundantly. And there are a lot of churches that I go to where I think the Pentecostals, the Apostolics are the ones that are in the intensive care unit. There's not much life there. Meanwhile, there's a drug addict sitting on the same row as them that doesn't have any idea about a moving of the Holy Ghost. And I may be getting ahead of myself, but you don't know whose deliverance is attached to your praise. I'm, I'm hung up on that, that praise. So with that being said, let's go to Genesis chapter 49 and verse number 8. Genesis 49, verse number 8. Did not expect to preach on this, but I'm just feeling this out and I'm feeling up just a, that old familiar nudge of the Holy Ghost. Give honor to your pastor, Brother Gleason. Aren't you thankful? for the visionary, for the man of God. He and, and as he calls her, the Queen Marlene. We love Sister Gleason. 
Praise God. And of course, my friend, Brother Justin Gleason and his, his, uh, that's, yeah, yeah. It's all right. His wonderful wife and their beautiful children. God bless them. You are who your friends are. You are who your friends are. And it's a cliche statement, but it's the most true statement in the world. Birds of a feather. They flock together. Birds of a feather flock together. I want to be surrounded by people that are apostolic. I want to be surrounded by people that are hungry and desperate for the things of God. And so if you're not hungry and desperate for the things of God, you might need to inspect who your friends are and surround yourself with some people that have a hunger for God that's contagious. And I feel the Holy Ghost in here and it'll just rub off on you. And you'll start praying because your friends pray and you'll start fasting because your friends fast. And Amen. Give honor to them, Brother Santa Mary, my friend, Brother Caleb Gleason. I just love and appreciate this family and to this sound man who has given me some great monitor tonight. Thank you. I love you and I appreciate you very much. <clears throat> Genesis 49, verse number 8. Judah, everybody say praise. Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? And let's pay close attention to verse number 10. He said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. In other words, praise would have the dominion until the Messiah comes. Praise would have authority until the Messiah comes. Because your praise always points to Jesus. Your praise always points to Jesus. So I want to talk to you for the next few moments about the dominion of the dance. The dominion of the dance. God's looking for praisers in this house here tonight. I said God's looking for praisers in this house here. Hey, I'm look, I'm coming after it here tonight. I've come to challenge you to be a better praiser. I said I've come to challenge, the Holy Ghost has come to challenge you to be a better praiser. Can you go ahead and set the precedent for this service right now and just lift your voice and give God praise? Come on. Lift your hands, lift your voice. If you can't praise God by, with who you're sitting next to, you need to move right now. Come on, let's give God everything we've got. Come on, let's take a moment. Go ahead and do that for just a little bit. Go ahead and do that for just a moment. Come on. Come on. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Come on, I think the Holy Ghost likes that. I think Jesus likes that. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Praise God. Praise God. If you promise to help me preach here tonight, God bless you. You can be seated. The dominion of the dance. Our opening text here tonight said that Judah's hand would be in the neck of thine enemies. It's important to understand that historically the victor of a wrestling match was decided when the victor was able to place his hand or his foot on the neck of his enemy. And throughout scripture, we see that played out, such as when Joshua called for the captains of his army. And he looked at the defeated enemy. And he said, put your foot on the neck of these enemies. And when they were able to put them under their feet, the wrestling match was decided and the people of God were the victors. The New Testament tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness that has set themselves in high places. That lets us know that we are not fighting against another human. But there is a world that is unseen. And since there is a world that is unseen that we are engaged in battle in, that means the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not flesh and blood, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I've said it once already tonight, but praise and dancing and shouting and aisle running and hand clapping and lifting our voices is not something we do just because Pentecostal is on the church side. And that's the stigma that we have developed through the years. And we've been known as crazy and wild and holy rollers. But we've got to understand that when we engage in praise in the house of God, what we are doing is we are walking into a battlefield in the spirit. And every time you clap your hands, every time you lift your voice, every time you stomp your feet, every time you jump up and down and leap for joy, you are affecting the spirit world. Your eye may not be able to see what is happening, but when you begin to magnify and worship and praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, there is a war that is going on in the unseen realm. So if the enemy has been attacking your mind and attacking your marriage and attacking your family and attacking your future and attacking your finances, you might be one hand clap away from the battle being yours. You might be one dance, one shout, one aisle run away from God giving you the victory and putting the devil under your feet. And so we are fighting against principalities. We are fighting against the strong man of a region. And make no mistake about it, there is a giant in this region. And it is the nature of a praiser to confront a spirit and a giant that nobody else is willing to confront. Why do you think Goliath, uh, Goliath was bold enough and brazen enough uh, to lift up his voice for 40 days uh, 
and 40 nights and defy the God of Israel and defy the armies of Israel until a praiser heard the voice of that giant and he said if nobody else wants to deal with this giant then I'm going to deal with this giant but you've got to understand when David marched into the valley and fought that giant he was not in the giant's valley but the giant was in David's valley because 1 Samuel 17 and 1 said the valley belonged to Judah there needs to be some praisers in this house that reminds the devil this is not the devil's region this is Judah's region this is not the devil's church this is a praiser's church this is not the devil's youth group brother Santamiri this is your youth group whose youth group is it whose church is it whose revival is it it's not the devil's it's not your enemies it's not the it's a praiser it's a worshiper there ought to be a praiser in this house that claims this valley that claims Kansas City that claims Lee Summit it's ours no, you need to put your stamp on this thing here tonight and give God a praise that says it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Take 10 seconds and claim this region with a shout. And when David marched up to the edge of that valley and he said, is there not a cause? Why has nobody shut the mouth of this giant yet? His brother Eliab looked at him and he said, I know the naughtiness of your heart. And he said, what have you done with those few sheep in the wilderness? Look at what he said. He said, you're just keeping a few sheep in the wilderness. And the spirit of Antichrist wants to lie to the apostolic church and tell us we're just a few sheep in a wilderness. And the spirit of compromise wants to tell the apostolic church that the doctrines we are holding on to, they're just a few insignificant sheep in the wilderness and they're not really worth all of that but it is the spirit of a praiser that will defend things everybody else thinks is insignificant And so he showed up and Saul said, he's been a champion and a man of war since he was youth. And you are just a youth. You cannot fight him. And you know what David said? He said, I was keeping my father's sheep. What seemed insignificant to everybody else. And there came a lion and there came a bear. And watch this. He said, the lion and the bear took a lamb, not a sheep. A lamb is something that is under a year old and is still without blemish and can be offered as a sacrifice to save somebody else from their sins. So David understood if I can protect what everybody else said was insignificant, it might be the very thing that will save somebody else. It is the nature of a praiser that said they all might think Acts 2.38 is insignificant, but we're going to fight for it anyway. They might think the oneness of God God is insignificant, but we're going to fight for it anyway. They might think holiness is outdated, but we're going to fight for it anyway. Is there somebody from Judah that'll say it's not just a sheep, it's a lamb, it's a lamb, and it's going to save this area. Give God a praise for the doctrine in this house here tonight. We're not going to let it go. We got to fight for it.
You see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We have developed a culture in Pentecost. We can dance for the guitar. We can shout for the music. But let a preacher preach something you've heard a thousand times. And it doesn't excite us anymore. If there's anything we ought to dance about, it ought to be here. Oh, Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. If there's anything you ought to shout about, it ought to be repent and be baptized every Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now give God praise if you're thankful for the doctrine. You know what you're doing in the spirit? You're putting your foot on the neck of an enemy. Is there anybody here today that'll say, I've had enough of every attack from the enemy? You're one shout away from putting your neck, your foot on his neck. You ought to shout and put your foot on the neck of a lion devil, on the neck of sickness, on the neck of COVID, on the neck of compromise, on the neck of accusations, on the neck of every devil of hell that's come against your life. It was, it was a messianic prophecy. The scepter would not depart from Judah until Shiloh comes. What he was saying is every king of Israel is supposed to hail from the tribe of Judah until the Messiah is manifest in the flesh and is born into the world. But Brother Gleason, what amazes me is when Israel went to select their first king, they did not start with the tribe of Judah. But this is what they said. They said, we want a king so we can be like every other nation. And in an attempt to be like the rest of the world, the first thing they excluded from a place of authority was a praiser. And there's a little spirit of compromise slipping in uh, into the apostolic church uh, and if we don't get a grip on it it's going to be a matter of time uh, until we are done and we are over but I believe there's a generation that is rising up uh, that is saying we're not going to relax on our praise uh, because when you relax on your praise uh, you relax on your message uh, we don't need a bar stool to preach from uh, what we need is a dancer we need a shouter we need an aisle runner we need a hand clapper because Shiloh is coming and Judah's got the authority. You need to shout and protect the message. I'm telling you, if we don't start getting more radical with our praise and we start letting that little spirit slip in that says, well, let's just tone it down. Let's be seeker friendly. Come on, let's give God the praise that he's really worthy of in this house.
I'm going to get down to where you're living. Listen, I'm going to get down to where you live in Vindicated. Vindicated Student Ministries. I'm going to get down to where you live in. And I'm not just trying to hype you up and get you emotional. I'm trying to revive something in this youth group. I'm looking at a bunch of TikTok stars that are making millions and becoming famous because they're doing dances in front of a camera for a bunch of people that don't know who they are just so they can get followers and just so they can make money. And there's a youth group here that's been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. God forbid they outdance us on TikTok. I would to God somebody would say when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me I can't let a TikTok star outdance me when I come to the house of God I gotta run I gotta leap I gotta shout I gotta dance Why don't you think about the bar stool he got you off of? Why don't you think about the car wreck you should have died in? Why don't you think about the marriage that he put back together? Why don't you think about the addiction he delivered you from? Now ask yourself, is my praise big enough for the God that brought me out? need to wait on another good point. Just give God praise in this house right now. The Holy Ghost is just waiting on somebody to lose control in this house right now. There's an explosion that's trying to happen in this place right now. God just needs you to yield to the wind of the spirit that's blowing in this room right now. When's the last time you got out of your seat and just shouted? When's the last time you ran the aisles, young man? When's the last time you... Oh my God, hello. I said, when's the last time you ran the aisles, young man? We gotta get over ourselves. Jesus is worthy of more than what we give him. He's worthy of my shout. He's worthy of my dance. He's worthy of my clout. He's worthy. Bishop, I told you last night the Holy Ghost spoke to me. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and said that He is inviting this church to a place it's never been before. You want to know the key that's going to unlock that next place? When God spoke to Moses and it was time for the camp to move and go somewhere they had never been, he gave him instructions and a format on where every tribe was supposed to be positioned. And he laid out one tribe after another. But when it got to the tribe of Judah, he said the camp is not going to set forward and go to the next location until Judah is leading the way. You want to know where this next great revival is going to come from when God raises up some praisers in this church and says if nobody else is shouting I'm going to shout if nobody else is dancing I'm going to dance if I'm the only one running the aisles I've got to lead the way because there's dominion in the dance there's authority in the shout there's power in your praise You ought to identify yourself right now and say, Pastor Gleason, when you're plowing away but nothing's happening, I'll shout until something breaks. We've got to have leaders that will praise when nobody else is praising.
it vindicated, go ahead and let God know we're going to lead the way. You can depend on me to keep apostolic praise and apostolic worship alive. We're here tonight in defense of our identity. We're not a dead church. We're not a silent church. We're a church that's alive and well. And we're going to shout because we are. Come help me preach, Bishop, if you don't mind. Come help me preach. Come help me preach. And so God looks at Moses and he said, if this, if this body is going to go to the next location, if you're going to go somewhere you've never been before, he said, Judah has got to lead the way. And I want you to take the Levites. I want you to take the messengers, the priest, your man of God, and I want you to put him right in the middle of all of the other tribes. And this is what he said. He said, when Judah is leading the way and the Levites, the man of God is in the middle, he said, when there is an enemy that approaches, it is the praiser that's going to put them to death. You know what that word enemy means? It literally means a prostitute. It means somebody that wants to pervert and attack the man of God and the message that he preaches. What are you saying, Brother Herring? I'll tell you, your praise is a protection for your pastor. When you dance, when you shout, you are killing every adversary that wants the man of God. If you can't shout for yourself, you ought to shout for your covering. You ought to shout for Moses. You ought to shout for the priest. You ought to shout for your pastor's wife. You're covering them. You're defending them. No more dead church. Come on, Judah, lead the way. Lead the way. If you're an elder in this house, I'm not going to name numbers. You know who you are. If you're an elder in this house and you wish that you could show these young people how to do it, you wish you could dance and shout the way you used to, I want you to raise your hand right now. You wish you could move. I want you to look around, young people. Look around. Look around, Vindicated Student Ministries. You see those hands that are up? You see, Look at him back there. Look. Look at that, brother. Keep doing what you were doing, brother. Do that one more time in the back corner. Jump up and down like you were just doing. In the back corner. S somebody get his attention. What's his name? Do what you were just doing. Do what, There you go. 
And we got young people in this house that are wanting to relax our praise. But your Bible says one generation will praise thy works to another generation. They can't dance and shout like they used to. But we got to make sure we perpetuate apostolic praise. You need to shout for the last generation and let them know we're not letting it go. We're not going to back up. We're going to shout like you wish you could shout. You know what would be good in this house if every dad grabbed his son by the hand and said, come on, son, I taught you how to throw a ball. Now let me teach you how to praise God. If every mother in this house would grab her baby girl by the hand and say, I taught you how to curl your hair. Now let me show you how to dance. Let me show you how to... And if you're a young person here and you're the only one living for God, you need to dance for your future children and say, I'm going to teach my boy. This is how you shout. This is how you dance. I want every person out of their seat praising God in this house right now. Out of your seat. Get out in your aisle and worship the Lord. Out of your seat. person out of your seat praising God. Every person, let's get out of our seats and let's praise God. Come on. Listen to me for just a moment. Listen to me for just a moment. Judah would have the scepter until Shiloh comes. Praise would have the authority until Jesus shows up. But in the year AD 7, the tribe of Judah lost their sovereignty as a tribe. And history says that the rabbis of that day walked into the dark streets in the middle of the night and began to chant, the scepter has departed and Shiloh has not come. The scepter has departed and Shiloh has not come. But little did they know there was a seven-year-old God-man walking the streets of Bethlehem. They thought praise had failed them. And for every person who thinks praise has failed you, 
You don't know what God is working behind the scenes. You say, well, I dance and I'm still sick. I've shouted and I've still got a terrible job. I've ran the aisles and my kids are still backslid. I've leaped for joy, but my spouse is still bitter at the church. You don't know what God's doing behind the scenes. This may be the day you go home and your spouse says, I'm ready to go to church. This may be the day you go home and your kids are ready to come back to God. This may be the day you go home and the doctor's report comes back and there's no sickness in your body. Because praise never fails. And so the Holy Ghost is about to work miracles in this house. The gift of faith is here. I said the gift of faith is here. The Holy Ghost is about to work miracles in this house. You're not bothering me a bit, sis, back there in the back. That's what I've been waiting on this whole service. That's what God's been waiting on this whole service. We care way too much about what other people think of us. I've heard the stories of those ladies shouting until their hair falls down and they're picking bobby pins up off the floor. But we, we got to thinking that was a little too radical. And so we overcorrected and we've become mechanical with our praise. And we've learned how to do it just right to where we don't mess up our hair. And we've learned how to clap and do our little jig just enough to where we leave looking the same way we came. but it's praise that has the authority. And so if we wonder why we don't see miracle signs and wonders like they used to, maybe it's because we don't dance and shout quite like they used to. Listen, boy, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Praise and the prophetic go hand in hand. Praise and the prophetic go hand in hand. Those are the only two things where you read in scripture that a person was before they were born. God spoke to Jeremiah and said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you and have ordained you as a prophet unto the nations. And before John the Baptist, who was a prophet himself, ever preached his first message, he leapt in his mother's womb. Because praise and the prophetic go hand in hand. Why? Because they are both intended to point to Jesus. And in MIT this morning, I'm, I'm going to preach to the ministers in this room right now. In MIT this morning, I said there are prophets in this room that God wants to raise up. You're not a prophet if you're not a praiser. Watch this. Here's what I'm going to leave you with. Here's what I'm going to leave you with. 
We're about to respond to that word, but here's what I'm going to leave you with. When David was ready to bring the ark back to Jerusalem, the Bible said every six steps he offered sacrifice unto the Lord. He danced and praised the Lord every six steps. Why? Because the glory was on its way back. So what does that mean? That means if there's no dance, there's no dominion. If there's no dance, if there's no praise, there's no glory. The glory is about to hit this house. And it's not going to come because we're laying on our faces interceding tonight. That's not the vein that we're in tonight. The glory's going to come and miracles are going to take place because we're going to activate apostolic praise in this house. You need to get ready to do something you've never done before. You need to get ready to do something you haven't done in a long time, especially if God has called you to preach. If God's called you to be in the ministry, you need to get ready to lead this move of God here tonight with a dance, with a shout, with something radical. When I count to three, we're not going to do any music right now. You know why? Because we don't need to be entertained to get in a mood to praise our God. If you want the glory to fill this house, I'm going to count to three and you better give God praise. I'm not talking about a little 10 second patty cake. I'm talking about you need to praise God until you literally cannot praise God anymore. There is a revival of apostolic praise taking place here tonight. Are you ready? If you need a miracle in your body, you need to shout until the pain leaves your body. If you can't move like you want to move, you need to do whatever you can to give God praise. You need to forget about who's around you. If you got to kick those heels off, then kick those heels off. Are you ready? One, two, three. Give God praise. Go. Let God heal your body. Let God give you a miracle. Go. Go. It's a revival of That's it. Give God praise right now. The glory's filling this room. I want you right in front of this pulpit right now. If you need God to give you a miracle, if you don't have the Holy Ghost and you want God to give you the Holy Ghost, if you need God to heal your body, to heal your mind, I want you right in front of this pulpit right now. Raise your hand if you need a miracle. Raise your hand. Come on. Come on. Get up here. If you need a miracle, get up here. If you need a miracle, come on. If you don't get your miracle, it's because you didn't come up here. I feel the gift of faith in this house right now. Now, those of you that don't need a miracle, I want you to squeeze in around these that do. Come on. God's, listen, listen to what's about to happen in the Holy Ghost. You hear me in the Holy Ghost. God's about to confirm his word and prove to this church that praise still works. 
I was preaching a few years ago. Listen for just a moment. I'm going to give some instruction. I was preaching a few years ago. I gave an altar call much like this. And I said, we're not going to pray for our own miracle. We're going to pray for our neighbor's miracle. And this woman came to me after service. She said, Brother Herring, she said, I came in and my arm was drawn up. She said, I couldn't, I couldn't lift it. She said, but you told us to start praying for our neighbor's miracle. And she said, when I got my mind off what I needed and got my mind on what she needed before I realized that my hand was straight up in the air. So here's what's going to happen. I want you to grab your neighbor by the hand. If you're standing next to a man, man, grab a man's hand. Lady, grab a lady's hand. Those of you around back, we need you joined in with this. I'm going to count to three, and you're going to give God the best praise you can give him. You're going to give God the best praise you can give him, not for your miracle, but for your neighbor's miracle. You need to begin to shout the name of Jesus and dance for your neighbor's miracle. Begin to rejoice for your neighbor's miracle. Are you ready? One, two, three. Give God praise for your neighbor's miracle. In Jesus' name, be healed. 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 In Jesus' receive your miracle. Shout. There you go, sis. Go. Let God work a miracle. Don't stop until the pain is gone. Don't stop until the depression is gone. Don't stop until you get your miracle. Ministry, I want you to go through this crowd laying hands on people in Jesus' name. Come on, MIT, I release you right now. Lay hands on people, come on. Lay hands on them and begin to shout for their miracle. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.